Welcome back. Sometimes baseball players like myself need a little kick in behind, a little motivation just to get us going. It could be I need extra encouragement to do a new drill or even work on old stuff. It's not that I don't like baseball. I love it, but sometimes I just need a little nudge. I am Grayson Knight, and this is Baseball Podcast Our Fun. Today, I have the honor of having C.J. Beatty on the show. Coach Beatty is a former professional baseball player, but more than that, he has turned his love of the game into a positive message that will motivate baseball and softball players all around the world. He's here today to talk about his approach and what he sees in today's players. Coach Beatty, welcome to the show. You ready? Well, yes, sir. I appreciate the phenomenal intro, man. I'm, I'm excited. Coach, first off, uh, I'd like to get to the backstory or origin story of all my guests. So can you tell me a bit uh, where you grew up and how you got involved with baseball? Yeah, man, I uh, grew up in Winston, North Carolina. And, um, you know, I got involved with baseball because I, I had a father that wanted me to play football. But uh, my mother said, uh, uh-uh, if he's going to live under this roof, he's not getting broken up under no piles. So we need to pick another sport for him. So my dad um, did like a good husband and listened to his wife and and he uh, chose baseball for me. So I started off as T-ball um, and at T-ball, I was I was pretty good. And, I, and to be pretty good in T-ball, you just got to be able to run the right way. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't I wasn't playing in the grass too much. I was really focused. They put me on the pitcher's mound and I was trying to make every out. I had trust issues, though, bro, to be honest with you. I had trust issues because every time I would get a ground ball or get a ball, I ran it over the first. Me and the first baseman, great guy, but I just didn't trust that he would catch it. So I always <laughs> just made all the outs myself. Mm-hmm. You're like a ball hog. <laughs> yeah, I was I was definitely a ball hog of T-ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite team? Because there's no teams in the Carolina area. Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up. A Yankees fan because of Derek Jeter, um, and I stayed with them and dreamed about wearing the pinstripes and everything. But as of today, for obvious reasons, uh, you know, I like to follow the Cardinals. You know, just being a part of their farm system and being a pro scout. Um, you know, I have a lot of players that I've seen, drafted, um, scouted. Uh, so it's just I have a lot of skin in the game with the Cardinals and uh, a lot of the coaching staff I'm still close to. Mm-hmm. So you like so you like the Cardinals, right? So when you were in the minor leagues, you got the Triple A, right? Uh, no, no, no. I got the High A. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. I got the High A in Palm Beach. So was there ever a thought of calling you up? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we had this. I was. I would say in spring training, I thought I was a shoe in for the double A spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got off to a slow start uh, because I had a failed physical with with um, with a failed EKG with my heart, and uh, I sat out a while until they got the results back. And you know, in baseball, whenever you sit out a while trying to come back, it gets tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a slow start, but I thought that I was going to have a great chance a great chance at a double A in Springfield for the Cardinals. Um, but the way spring training worked out, Tony La Russa, I think it was his final year managing the Cardinals, Tony La Russa. What year was uh, it? I, I think that was 2014. 
ish. Uh, no, excuse me, 2011, 2011. I think that was 2011. Um, but the, he made big league cuts that nobody anticipated. So mm -hmm. that kind of kept the shuffle from going up to staying put. So I was back in high A for another year. Mm -hmm. So I was born in Palm Beach. So that's, 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 yeah, so that's good that you were. Okay. Um, so you, so you know about the Jupiter, Abacoa. Yeah. Kind uh, of. That area. I wasn't there for long. I okay. lived in Tampa for a while. And then I got I moved you. Puerto Rico. And then I moved here. Yeah, man. Okay. You're, you're well seasoned. Well seasoned. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started rec ball and moved to travel ball about three years ago. Uh, did you ever get to travel? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Travel, traveling is, was one of the, most favorite parts about baseball that it gives you the opportunity to travel, man, and see the world and go different places, different cultures and meet new friends, new people and see the way that they do things on the different sides of the world and different places and cities. So yeah, I, I love that part about it. Um, was baseball your only sport when you were my age or were you playing others too? I know you talked about football, but what yeah, definitely. Well, I, I didn't get introduced. Well, I played basketball some growing up, um, and uh, played a little soccer when I was very young, um, but my but my passion for football really came in um, in high school. That's when I was, you know, quote unquote, allowed to play. Uh, she felt like my bones were mature enough to handle whatever in high school. Mm -hmm. um, so I could I was itching to get to high school to play football, and I loved it, man. I really did. Um, but unfortunately, I well, I ain't gonna say unfortunately, but fortunately enough for me, I I understood the importance of keeping my eggs in the basket that's gonna be the best for me to move on forward in life, and that was baseball. You know, mm -hmm. I love football. Dude, there's nothing like Friday night lights in high school. When you're on a football team, especially playing the build up all week long, baseball really doesn't kind of give you that same energy yeah. like Friday night fever. Unless, unless it's a night game. Unless like, it's a night game, maybe a like rival, like maybe a pack, playoffs, like, playoffs or something like, like that. Like the best energy would be like uh, Boston Yankees. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Friday night. Uh, with Friday night. Or hey, if it's one of those games that I, like I, I, that determines like seating in the playoffs, a wild card game or something. Now we're talking heavy energy, <laughs> but football, man, it's just a different animal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, do you th what difference do you think playing wise uh, did you have in football and baseball? You know what? I get a lot of my aggressiveness. I think I got a lot of my aggressiveness from football. The intensity, because it's a different intensity. You know, football, you want to rip the other guy across the field's head off. <laughs> baseball, you don't just go out there like, oh, I want to rip their head off. You know, it's like, oh, dude, calm down. Like, this ain't football. Relax, relax. Mm -hmm. But um, but that I felt like that was the main thing that was separated that in my opinion. Uh, but but I, I'm I'm a big advocate for getting people to understand that playing multiple sports is healthy. You know, it's healthy for you because of the fact that you're gonna gain so much mental. Uh, you're gonna gain a different perspective of the mental from every like cross country puts you in a different mental headspace. Uh, lacrosse puts you in a different mental headspace. Soccer is different from baseball. Football obviously is different from basketball. So it's just like playing multiple sports gives players, uh, I say, an advantage 
um, because being able to call back on those personalities, getting that grit, because you need toughness to to battle out in baseball. So getting that some of that toughness from football really helped me out. Mm-hmm. What position did you play in football? I was outside linebacker. Okay. I had a tough time reading plays, so they just told me to blitz every time. <laughs> I just wanted to hit people. <laughs> so they were just like, dude, you bit on the play action. You're supposed to be in the flats. You're supposed to be covering them. I'm like, oh, mom, I'm sorry. So they're just like, you know what? Just blitz every time. <laughs> so I was just a guy that just said, hey, and Hut, just go after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I, I've i done, like, baseball basically my whole life. Before that, I did soccer for a season, but I also did taekwondo for about four to five years. And I and I, and I I earned my black belt. Um, and, I, and that's, like – I think it was 20 November of 2019. And then after that COVID hit and then I, I just quit playing, uh, Taekwondo uh, playing with like practicing Taekwondo. Yeah. Yeah. I did earn the achievement of getting my black belt, which is good. That's, that's phenomenal. Not a lot of people get to that achievement. What an Mm -hmm. honor, man. That's awesome. Congrats on that. Uh, thank you. And also, uh, my dad is thinking about, uh, putting me in basketball for like the winter, just to work on my agility or stuff, some stuff like that. Okay, be. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not good at it, but. <laughs> hey, it's all right. Hey, all like, you have to do, all you have to do, is once you cross them up like that and bring it back, make the shot. If you make the shot, you're gonna be a legend. Just make yeah. the shot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss. <laughs> Don't miss the shot. Uh, what type of guidance did you have as a high school player? Were you were coaches helping you? Um, with college decisions? Yeah, yeah, I had some coaches helping me. Um, not every coach, you know, that says that they're going to help you will help you. Um, that's just the realistic nature of it. But I've been blessed to have uh, four or five, four or five uh, coaches really help out, like they said they were, and um, calling coaches on my behalf and trying to give me some workouts and get me invited to some invitation-only camps. But um, high school, man, it was it was intense, you know, because, I mean, soon the, the moment you step in high school in the ninth grade, the, the ultimate goal is to get to varsity. You know, of course, you want to make JV, but then the, the ultimate goal is like one day I want to be them. I want to play varsity because I know after varsity comes college. Yeah. So, you know, it really turns real when you get to high school. So I, I, I really do miss those days. Yeah. Uh, you went to North Carolina A and T, right? Uh, was it your first choice? No, actually, like the whole process, dude. I had sixty five letters to go to pretty much any school in the country. Um, I chose North Carolina A and T um, because you know if I got a full scholarship all baseball money to go there, that truly helped. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that they were twenty five minutes from my house. Oh, really? And they were, yeah, and they were D one. So I was like 25 okay. minutes from the house. They're D1. They're playing, you know, NC State. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing Virginia Tech. They have Duke on the schedule. They have all these big-time D1 schools on the schedule. You can easily visit your family. Easily. And the families can always come to the games. Yeah. You know, family and friends were at pretty much every game. So, um, but my first choice, believe it or not, was Florida State. Okay. Go Gators, but. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> It was uh, Florida State, baby, Florida State. Um, but other than that, it, yeah, and once I realized how far 
I didn't know how much of a family person I was until I saw how far the drive was from, you know, down there in Florida. Back how far was it? Huh? How far? Uh, I mean, it was well over 10 hours, you know, um, and I was like, uh, Carolina to Florida. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I'm not looking to make that drive when I want to come home and visit. So uh, I need to find someplace close. And then my second choice was uh, UVA. I was getting a lot of attention from UVA. Go Wahoos. Um, but then, in, like, as this process went on, NC State reached out to me, gave me a pretty decent-sized scholarship. And I said, oh, shoot, that's an hour and 50 minutes from the house. Let me go with NC State. Go Wolfpack. Here we go. I can be Pat. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, it Elon came out of nowhere. And Elon was talking about giving me uh, almost a full ride. And I said, well, it looks like I'm going to be a Phoenix. And then North Carolina A&T in the wee hours of the night said, hey, listen, you come here. We'll take care of everything for you. And you're going to bat third in our lineup. I said, "Wow!" as a freshman, where do I sign? <laughs> um, so, so I got that, I got that opportunity. It was a blessing. And, um, uh, yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. Oh, uh, what position did you play in baseball? And did you play the normal position you played in, in college? Um, no, you know, when I was at, when I was at, uh, at A&T, I played center field. Okay. Um, but then when I got drafted, I, uh, moved to the corner outfield. Um, so I, I had the arm of a right fielder. But what happened was, what people don't understand is, you know, I didn't really understand how certain caliber of speed deserves to be in the outfield. I mean, I knew I was pretty quick. And I knew I was somewhat fast. And I handled my position accordingly. But I didn't understand that there's a whole other animal out there whenever you get the pro ball. And you see them guys really run outfields like the Mookie Betts and how fast they run the outfield and Mike Trout and how much the ground they cover. I was like, yeah, I need to be over here in the corner. Um, <laughs> so so they slid me over to right field. But I had a right fielder's arm anyway, so they wanted the, me to take advantage of being in the corner to throw people out. <laughs> and a very powerful bat, I'm guessing, too, right? I mean, you know, you know, I put them in the seats. I put them in the seats. Um, do you – you think today's players have those qualities uh, to, or are we too pampered and specialized? Uh, I'm, I guess I would say I'm more on the old school side of things. I think that we are more pampered. Um, not taking anything away from the guys and how much work goes into being a big league ball player. Um, but I, I just think that, that the more and more we advance as a, as a sport in professional sports, not even just baseball, but just all sports in general, it's not as tough and rugged as it used to be. You know, you think about it. I mean, of course, for safety issues in the NFL, um, you know, it's not as people don't fear about going over the middle to make the catches now because people can't really lay you out anymore, you know, because there's going to be a flag, a penalty or a possible suspension or, you know, so the toughness, the tough factor is gone. Um, from that and I get a lot of it is for safety but I, I'm kind of old school with that thinking bro I'm like man bring back the toughness the grittiness the you know bowling over uh, the catchers and all that kind of stuff and I mean that's not nah, I get it you don't want people to get hurt 
but that's what the nature of the beast was. And that's the era that I grew up in watching, you know, and hearing stories about the Pete Roses and, and how well people played out uh, belt, uh, Beltre and, uh, and all of the people that's just like, man, these guys were like ruthless, like mm-hmm. breaking the mask over their knees and everything. Like, you're like, Ooh, like these guys are, are they okay? But, but yeah, that's the kind of, that's the, that's my, my, my point of view on that. You know what I think is really weird? Like the people back in the old days, like Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle and um, Willie Mays, they're so good. But people like now that they have all the training, all the equipment, all the new special gear are not as good. And they probably won't be as good as that uh, people used to be. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot that goes into it, man. And, uh, uh, you know, I feel like it would be scary to see what those those guys would have had if they did have the technology that that's available today. Yeah. You know, how how good do you think they'll be if they had hit tracks? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think one thing that's improving a lot is the pitching because back in the old days, the pitching wasn't that fast, probably, yeah. right? Because, like, they were probably lobbing the ball sometimes. I think – I mean, don't quote me, but it's somewhere around, I think, the average – back in the day, like the Babe Ruth era, I think the average pitcher was throwing upper 80s. Yeah. You know, upper 80s, and you might have some people throwing, like, low 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's a big difference. Uh, upper 80s to 101. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for me, I played middle infield uh, for a couple seasons, and I and I played outfield. I play center field most of the time. Oh, wow. I, I am personally very fast. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you look like you can go get it. <laughs> yep. Uh, I might try uh, catching maybe just to see if I like it. Uh, I did do – my dad was a catcher. He was like an all-time catcher. He played middle infield sometimes. His nickname was the termite because he gobbled everything up. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I like uh, that. But I've never like tried catching like as a main position, but I think mm-hmm. I'll try it soon. Yeah, I mean, at, I mean, hey, adding value to your game, bro. You know, if it's something that you – you really don't have to like it to add value. If you can play it and hold that spot down, there might be something where the team might need you in a pinch. And then you can say, I'll hold it down for us. And I mean, that right there adds value to you, bro. Mm-hmm. So how did you get to the Brisbane Bandits in Australia? I don't mean by plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, we, man, that was that was a weird trip, but it was it was interesting. I went to sleep and we were over water. I woke up and we were still traveling over water, 15 hours over water, bro, to mm-hmm. get to Australia. And that was that was crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, playing over in Brisbane, I call that like my uh, my third home. I have a second home and that second home. They love me to death out there is in Washington, Pennsylvania, uh, playing for the Washington yeah. Wild Things, the independent ball. But my third home was uh, is 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 no is um is Brisbane, Australia, man. I mean, I, I love my time there. I came back twice. Um, I have a host family. I have two host families over there. A lot of friends. Learned a lot of language. Uh, heaps, mate. Uh, good day. <laughs> There's a lot of things that uh, that I learned over there. Um, but yeah, it was great, man. Just to actually see um, wallabies or kangaroos just in the wild, just like in your front yard. I lost it, dude. I was like, oh my God, 
is that what I think it is? And he's like, yeah, man, it's just a, it's just a wallaby. Just a kangaroo. Just a wallaby. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but, but it's right there. Like, y'all gonna call somebody to come pick it up? Like, no, dude, it's, 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 it's in the wild. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, if you see like a deer, it's like so. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, it's their deer over there. So I'm looking, I'm going crazy. Well, my backyard is a, is a forest. So it's got to oh, so you, yeah, so you, so you have some furry friends back there. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so what can I do to work hard, but not burn myself out so I can reach my dreams of playing college baseball? And by I, I mean me and my five listeners. <laughs> Listen, I the, the most important thing is to fall in love with the process, bro. You know what I'm saying? The process, the journey. That's one of the things that I really believe that if I was your age, if I can go back to your age, then that's what I would that's what I would do differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wanted to spend more time playing the video games than than practicing and working. You know, I practiced a little bit and I worked hard when it was time for me to. But I constantly had to be reminded, did you practice? Uh, okay, I'll go do it. But if I can go back, seeing how valuable practice was for me, I would be like, they would have to drag me in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I can go back, I would do that. And that's what I would tell you. Just fall in love with the practice. Fall in love with it, man. Mike mm-hmm. Trout went on record in one of his YouTube interviews saying that he loves practice more than the games. And that's crazy. Somebody is superstars might try to say that. But he went on to break it down to say the reason why he falls in love with practice more than the games is because it practices when you earn what happens in the games. Mm -hmm. So that's when he was like, I got to spend more time practicing because I I enjoy what comes out in the games. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So watching watching your videos, because you have a YouTube channel with over 16,000 subscribers. By the way, that's awesome. I don't even have 100. So. <laughs> it's, it's coming, bro. So what you got it. It's doing, coming. What you're doing is really great. Uh, Thank you. Uh, by the way, are you monetized? I am. Okay. I, I just want to ask you that. But I, on your videos, you say I, we should keep notebooks for, like, practices and games and workouts. Um, and do you? Why is that? I mean, because it's important. A lot of times you don't, a lot of people chance things to memory. Like if you learn something at practice, you chance it to memory and you're like, okay, I'll remember that. And then think about it. How many camps, bro, have you went to? You've been to quite a few baseball camps, right? Um, Probably at least three. Okay, exactly. Uh, At those three, did you take notes? Uh, In a notebook? No. Okay, so, all right, here's my point. How long ago was that? My last camp I did was... Was it this year, last year? June. I think it was June of this year. This year, right? Yeah. Okay, so answer this question. Give me your top three things from the camp. Ready, set, go. Um, There was a lot of people there that I could talk to, and I have a lot of friends. Okay. Uh, coach was really, really nice, and we got okay. a lot of practice in. All right. What else? And, One more thing. All right, let's see. Um... Oh, and we did a, a game that we did, uh, and we got to pick our teams, and it was a great game. We tied the ball game. That was really fun. Okay, so check this out. So out of those three things, did any of those things help you physically? Like, what you didn't tell me a drill. You didn't tell me what you worked on that was going to help your accuracy. You didn't tell me anything. that was. You see what I'm saying? You gave me more. We played a game. 
I've had fun with my friends and blah, blah, blah. You know what your notebook would have told you? It would have told you drills, what you went over, how you got better. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You keep a notebook so you, you'll be able to lock down all the good stuff that you need to be able to help you be a better ball player. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of times people leave camps and I'm pretty sure they talk to you about some things that you was like, oh, man, this is a good drill. Oh, this is awesome. But the, fa- the fact that you forgot is because you didn't write it down. Yeah. So all, that's why I'm a huge advocate for writing things down so you won't. So just in case you forget it, you can just flip the pages and be like, oh, this is what we did right here. Mm -hmm. In saying that, I've actually started writing out my strength and conditioning workouts on this notebook. And pick a number between 1 and 12. Let's go with 9. Okay. Day 9. Day 9, I did mobility, which is squat to hamstring workout. Uh, stretches from uh, the legs and then some couch stretches where you can do on your couch and then you go back and forth. Movement, the TRX rose bands on yep. on a like a pole. The um, lunges up and down and, and push-up thumbs up where you go push-ups and then you put your arms out and then you go thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Moflex squats, we did 30 pounds uh, and three sets of five. Banded bow and arrows where you just go back and forth. Uh, bar holds uh, as long as possible three times. Incline bench press, uh, 10 pounds, three, wow. 15. And banded chin-ups, uh, uh, 20. 20 Dude, of those. That's what I'm telling you. That Listen, I'm proud of you, bro. I mean, seriously, I'd say that with a straight face. That right there, G, is going to really help help you in life. Not only in sports, man, because that's the beautiful thing. You're old enough to hear and understand what I'm about to say. So listen to me closely. If you can learn how to stay disciplined and to carry this out, this is going to take you far in life. You know what I'm saying? Not this podcast, you staying consistent with this is going to help you as well. I love every moment of this podcast, every moment of this Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. you've come a long way and I haven't even met you that long. And I can tell that your development and the path that you're on, you're going to do some phenomenal things in life. that's going to have people saying, wow. Okay. And it's going to be stemmed from you growing your mental toughness and having that notebook is putting you on the right path for you to reach everything that you want. All right. So you make sure you continue to carry that out and stay disciplined with that with that notebook and your strength and conditioning. Because one moment, somebody's going to be like, I remember when when G looked like this, and then he put that workout in, and then he came back the next next school year looking like this. I'm like, yeah, what happened? He's <laughs> like, dude, he was, he was, man, working out like crazy, man. So, so keep working, bro. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I also forgot to mention two buckets in the cage because cage work doesn't count as strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really good of uh, keeping a notebook and what you said. Yes. Yeah. Coach, you also do professional hitting instruction all over the world. Is there something a lot of good hitters do really well at? <sighs> you know what? I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of hitters uh, – I'm an aggressive hitting coach. Like I really want people to be aggressive. And I think nowadays 
because of the metrics of uh, exit velos and everybody trying to get their exit velo up and, and hit the ball harder and things is promoting kids to swing more aggressively. And that's one thing that I'm a big advocate for. I love it because nobody wants to coach a kid that's timid. A kid that's like, doesn't want, afraid to make mistakes. No, I want you to be aggressive. So that right there is huge, man. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I've been watching videos on you. I was watching a video last night uh, on what's a good, uh, on short swings and long swings. Like long swings, it's very like long and short swings, it's quick to the ball and it can give you faster exit velocity and it's very aggressive. But mm-hmm. one thing you haven't talked about is, uh, well, I, don't, I haven't seen every video of you, but one thing you haven't talked about is breaking balls. Uh, if you're so aggressive, how do you hit breaking balls that well? Breaking ball, you know, the old school saying is that you don't know how to hit a breaking ball, don't miss the fastball. Ta-da. Um, but other than that, uh, when it comes to hitting breaking balls, you got to make sure a lot of people fall victim to trying to match the plane. They see the ball coming down and they want to match it with the shoulders and trying to swing on the opposite plane that the ball is coming on to meet it. Well, if you hit the ball up, it's going to be either pop fly or roll over or swing and miss. You got to be able to stay down through the ball, you know, and, and a lot of that, a lot of, believe it or not, and you, and I'm telling you, take this to the bank, Chief. A lot of people don't hit breaking balls because they don't practice hitting them. They'll hit off the tee, the ball sitting there. They'll hit their dad or whoever their coach throwing front toss, flipping front toss, or throwing normal batting practice. And then they want to know why in the world they don't hit breaking balls good. Well, you're not seeing them. You know, people will make an excuse and say, well, I don't have a machine to be able to throw me good breaking balls. You don't need a machine to be able to hit breaking balls. You need anybody in front of you that could basically throw you BP just to tell them to flip you a breaking ball. Just flip it in there. It doesn't have to be fast. It doesn't have to be that your body needs to be able to react when it sees the dot. When it sees the dot, your body will react to it a certain way. But the more times you see the dot and you hit a line drive, your body will react in the games when it sees the dot. When somebody throws and they see the dot, it'll react and hit more line drives. Mm-hmm. So I encourage people that are struggling with breaking balls, get somebody to flip them in there. Learn how to hit them. You know, stay through the middle. Keep your mm-hmm. hands inside. Drive them things. Mm-hmm. I'm starting 13U, so I haven't really seen a lot of breaking balls. It's mostly curveballs, no sliders or Sometimes change-ups, but I haven't really seen a lot of them. It's mostly on 0-2, 1-2. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, I will definitely start seeing ones. And I have a pretty good curveball. It's not as good as most of my team last year, but I think I can, I can manage to do it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. You got it. Well, thank you so much, Coach. We're not done yet because we have the fun rapid-fire questions. Are you ready All for right. that? You ready? I'm ready for I'm ready. I'm ready for you, big dog. Right. You can add as much or little info as you want. Here goes. Who mo- who motivated you the most as a player and person when you were growing up? My dad. Mm-hmm. Did- and uh my dad, because he was a truck driver. So I always saw how he would put in long hours driving and try to make ends meet for the family. That inspired me to say, I gotta get out here and do it. Would you rather do what you're doing now or still be playing baseball in the pros? 
Ooh, that's a tough question because when I first like stopped playing baseball, I was like, you know what? Maybe I might want to go back, come out of retirement. But I, I, to be honest with you, I love what I'm doing now, being TBM, TSM, making music, doing all this kind of stuff, dude. Yeah, I, I like I like where I'm at right now. So you're officially retired, right? Like officially. Oh yeah, dude. oh yeah, for sure, for sure. What's your go-to baseball movie? Oh my go! Oh, Hardball, bro. The Cucumbers, G Baby. Look at G Baby, G Baby. That's I've, I haven't seen that. You need to see Hardball. I know bro. it's with. I okay. Don't don't say it. Keanu Reeves, right? Keanu Reeves. Yeah. You need to see Hardball, bro. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh. What's better, North Carolina or St. Louis barbecue? Ooh, ooh, two different sauces. I'm gonna have to go with North Carolina, man. Born and raised, baby. I'm gonna have to go with North Carolina, man. And uh, St. Louis has, I think it's more vinegar out there, more vinegary, a little bit. But that North Carolina barbecue, that hickory barbecue, hickory smoked. That's, hey, that's where it's at, big dog. You're going to make me hungry, man. I'm going to have to go out and get some now, you know? Which one did you have last, North Carolina barbecue? or? Yeah, something? North Carolina barbecue. We got this place up the street, man. Hey, I go crazy for it. Get the little hush puppies and the little barbecue sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Who works harder, uh, baseball or softball players? Ooh. Ooh. You know what? I'm going to err on caution because my wife is a former pro softball player. And also, we just had our first kid, which is my lovely daughter. I'm going to go because I, I – look, you're going to learn this one day. I'm always going to side with my wife. And I'm going to say softball is – is uh they work harder over there on the softball side. Look. Who's your baseball hero, and did you ever get to meet him? Uh, Baseball hero, Hank Aaron. And no, I didn't get a chance to meet him, unfortunately, before he passed. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why I wore number 44. CJ Beatty 44 is because of Hank Aaron. Um, you know, hammering Hank and other great 44s, uh, Reggie Jackson. Um, you know, there's a lot of great people that wore 44, but uh, hammering Hank is, was my inspiration. I wish I could have had an opportunity to meet him. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one. What is your favorite? What is your best memory as a player or a coach? You know, I have so many memories. I'll say as a player, my memory was just getting drafted. You know, you know, being your age and saying, hey, man, I want my day to be called on draft day one day. And to actually live to see that happen, that's huge, man. Um, I had all my family and friends around when they called my name. St. Louis Cardinals select Christian Beatty out of North Carolina Antista. We went crazy, man. We had a little draft party. Um, but then I would say as a coach, um, winning the state college, the state college, uh, the New York Penn League and state college for the Spikes. I was coaching uh, on that team, and we won the state. The state uh, we we won the conference championship, and uh, that was good because they honored us on the field at Bush Stadium. Oh, really? Same. If you re- if you remember when Matt Holiday retired from playing. In his final game with the Cardinals, he hit a home run and the pinch hit it back. That game that he hit a home run, that's the game that I was on the field. They was honoring us for winning the championship. Wow. I was in attendance that game. It was crazy. It was Everybody was crying. He came up and first, pow, hit the home run. We was like, oh, my God, man, all day. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, that was my 
memorable moment. Coach CJ Beatty, we did it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the show. This helps me big time. If you want more information on Coach CJ Beatty, you could check out you could check out his YouTube channel or CJ Beatty forty four on Instagram and Twitter. That's CJ B E A T T Y forty four on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to book Coach Beatty as a motivational speaker for your baseball or softball instruction, visit cjbeatty.com. And you can help my show by subscribing to Baseball Podcasts Are Fun on YouTube and Spotify and following at Baseball Podcasts Are Fun on Instagram. Join me next week for an all-new mystery guest. Until then, I am Grayson Knight. That was Coach CJ Betty, and this was Baseball Podcasts Are Fun. Don't forget to swing for the fences. See ya!